All right. What's going on, guys? How is everybody doing? Welcome in uh, to Rover Sports, the podcast. Uh, how's it going, guys? Um, we're here tonight. We're here to review the podcast, or not review the podcast. We're here to review NBA All-Star Weekend and uh, discuss uh, Saturday night. Uh, Saturday night uh, kind of had a uh, – Saturday night was pretty pretty interesting because Saturday night, NBA All-Star Saturday night, I I have a lot of thoughts on it, and I'm going to give give you guys – uh, my my thoughts and opinions. So Saturday night happened. I was around. I was able to take in the entire product. I was able to take in all of NBA All-Star Saturday night in all its glory. It's something I've done since I was a 15-year-old kid. It, excuse me. That's an offense to me as a 15-year-old. It's something that I've been doing since I was actually eight years old. And I would go out in the backyard and I would duplicate the dunks that were allocated by those players. And I had a little springy thing, you know, the, that blue medicine ball thing. And I would go out and I would dunk uh, on my five foot basket outside. And I loved, I love NBA All Star Saturday night. And I got to tell you guys, this was one of the best NBA All Star Saturday nights that we've had in recent NBA All-Star history. And um, and I'm very, very happy about that. So I'm going to go into detail here, probably about 20 minutes. Uh, you guys can listen on the podcast. It's also a kind of dark-themed, uh, night-themed uh, YouTube video that is also on my YouTube page, Rover Sports. And um, we're trying to build something together here, guys. You know, we're trying to build something together where I am, you know, going to be reviewing stuff right after it happens on this podcast. If you guys can leave a review, if you can rate the podcast, it'll, you know, even with the search mechanisms that happen, you know, people might start doing interviews with this podcast. It's going to be pretty cool but but enough about me right you guys don't necessarily want to hear about me even though it's my podcast I'm going to talk about me so NBA all-star Saturday night starts out eight o'clock sharp and and this is kind of the problem with NBA all-star Saturday night NBA all-star Saturday night is an event for kids it's the school dance of NBA weekend. NBA All-Star Saturday night in the early 2000s, what I remembered NBA All-Star Saturday night being was the main event, not a freaking cocktail hour. And that is what NBA All-Star Saturday night is. It's it's made for little kids, little 10, 5-year-old kids, which is fine. The event starts at 8 o'clock, it doesn't start late, and it ends early. And the goal for these guys at these NBA events is to leave. They want to leave, and then you know where they want to go? They want to go places where me and you, probably the consumer of this podcast, they want to go places that we are not welcome, that we are not going. And that place is called 
NBA royalty. That place is called Getting, getting Drinks, Getting Alcoholic Drinks in a very special, special, special club and special party at All-Star Weekend. It's the Hidden Society of NBA Special Parties where it's private parties. It's going down on Friday night. It's going down on Saturday night where all the best NBA players in the world, the top uh, singers, rappers, NBA basketball players, it's where they are all going, and they're all going to be partying until the wee hours of the morning. And we'll never hear about it at all. And I can assure you that uh, myself and other people included, we might not trade our left nut to get in there, but we'd probably pay a handsome penny to try to get into one of those NBA All-Star parties. So going back to the problem, it's that in 2001, you had all the All-Stars. When Vince Carter was out there doing his thing in 2001, you had Vince Carter, you had elite players doing the dunk contest. So it was it was the greats, you know, Michael, it was um it was uh Dominic Wilkins, it was superstar Hall of Fame level all-stars during that year were doing the dunk contest and it was the main event. It was the big event. It's what you were there for. After you'd go home, you know, you go back to your hotel, you might have a cigar in the lounge and you go to sleep. Guys now Guys now like James Harden, Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, um, just older guys. I know that the Greek freak is there because he doesn't. He he's a little bit too young to be hanging out like with the OGs right now. The OGs are LeBron, they're James Harden, uh, Curry is kind of an OG at this point, but he wasn't there. Uh, but but who you really want to see is LeBron D. Wade. I know D. Wade's actually retired, and uh, ironically, D. Wade was there, so that, that couldn't have been more factually inaccurate. But I'm trying to think of, like, the real uh, – Chris Paul uh, is, is a star player. Kawhi Leonard, um, you just – and I guess we are somewhat lacking these personalities because Luka is so good right now, but A.D., you want to see like the stars of the stars, which is really LeBron, it's AD, it's Kawhi Leonard, it's well, Kevin Durant not being there hurts a little bit. I know Dame Lillard was out there rapping, so Dame Lillard was still out there uh, doing his thing on the big stage, right? Um, but the point is, is that th- this thing is over at 1030. And it needs to be going like a heavyweight prize fight. It needs to be airing at midnight. They need to drag it out. They actually need to drag the thing out. And I know it's going to hurt the kids' demographic, but it's going to make it pretty damn cool for, for, for people who have watched. And trust me, kids are going to find a way to stay up till midnight to watch this stuff. So next year, it's in Indianapolis, Indiana. The key to me is this thing has to be later. So let's get into things that we can improve. Let's let's review the whole night. So first off, you have the shooting uh, star. Or, you know, you have the, the shooting stars challenge went away, which a lot of people are disappointed. Um, or actually, I'm disappointed. A lot of people probably don't care. But I liked it because you had legends of the game. You can incorporate, you know, the female, the, the WNBA players. You, you then have NBA players. And it's a chance for the TNT guys to crack jokes. Charles Barkley 
he needs to be on the telecast. You need to have the TNT guys. You know, Reggie Miller, Kevin Harlan's fine. I think Ernie Johnson, it needs to be a big-time crew. Shaq, Charles, Reggie Miller, Weber. You can have. You should have a seven-person crew. Having D. Wade there, D. Wade, actually, if he w- wouldn't have rigged the dunk contest for Derek Jones Jr., uh, D. Wade, as an announcer, was actually uh, quite good. Uh, he was funny, uh, very insightful. Uh, even when he was joking about Duncan Robinson and Bam winning, it was it was cool. Um, the only thing is when he literally had to judge the dunk contest, that's when the whole thing kind of went awry with Dwayne Wade. But D. Wade was was really good. He was better than actually Donovan Mitchell and uh, and Turner. And I guess he's older. And now the NBA is trying to incorporate the young guys. And I actually, I kind of dig it, you know, having Miles Turner and having Donovan Mitchell, uh, getting them involved in media at an early age. They got to call the Rising Stars game on TNT on uh, Friday night, which is a cool thing for them. But anyway, they have the skills challenge, which is the dumbest thing. You know, it's uh, it's a timed event. Um it, it, it's both guys competing, which is all right, but but the, but the thing gets over really quickly. It's whoever can hit a jump shot first from three, which isn't a skills challenge. You know, going through the, the dribbling, it's not as hard as it used to be. I like the timed event in the past where you'd have to hit a free throw, come down, hit a layup. You'd have to complete two or more passes. I believe that you should have to hit like a fadeaway jumper, maybe a, a, a jump hook shot. What I would do is I would make it, I would make it a timed event like in the past where everybody goes, everybody gets the center stage. And at first I would have a musical performance. I would kick the thing off at about 9.15 Eastern with with the Shooting Stars. I'd go back to the Shooting Stars Challenge uh, from each city. I'd have a legend and maybe even have like, say you're doing New York for the Shooting Stars Challenge, have like Alex Rodriguez or have like a, a baseball player or an actor, you know, out there on the floor doing the Shooting Star. Like for Philly, have Kevin Hart doing the Shooting Stars Challenge. Have a guy not related to basketball, okay? Uh, all Philly, New York. Um, with New York, you can have like Turtle from Entourage, just like an, an actor, you know, that's in the spotlight doing something. All right, that 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 would be cool. Then you have your musical act, okay? And then you have maybe your skills challenge. And the skills challenge, I believe it should be, you have to hit two fadeaway jumpers on one side of the court. Then you go through a challenge of of dribbling. You hit a pass. You then have to, you know, hit a three-pointer. Then you go through, do another pass, go through the through the gauntlet again, and then you hit a three. But you have to hit two fadeaway jumpers, so it requires actual more shot-making ability and more skill. But the NBA, they probably don't really care that much about the, the All-Star Challenge, and I, 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 I care about it. I want to see it be good. So that's why that should be the all-star challenge. Instead of having knockout with three-pointers, which is it's just dumb, and it minimizes the whole dribbling component, and it minimalizes that pass. Uh, it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't make it good at all. It's just a layup and, and a pass and a shot, and all that matters is a three-pointer. But at, in the end, you should actually be have it be skills of having the hit, fadeaways, having more passes. That should all be, 
you know, included in uh, this this contest, okay, in, in this in this competition. All right. So the the thing happens, Bam wins it, which is cool for Bam. You know, he wins that contest. Then we go on and we have the three point competition, and it, we have it at nine fifteen at night because the thing started at eight. So nine fifteen at night, nobody's really there. And the three-point competition, they added in the Mountain Dew balls, the four points. And it's kind of hard because with the money ball rack, the top three-point shooters are not actually going to get rewarded because if you hit the money ball rack, it's a great equalizer. But you're seeing scores be 26 and 27 because there's a money ball rack. So even though people think these guys are shooting better, they're actually not shooting better than the guys in the past. Like a 20 from Peja Stoyakovich with no money balls and none of these gimmicky kind of four-point shots is actually much more impressive than, you know, getting a 27. Because getting a 27, all you have to do is be streaky. All you have to do in one spot, you could get 10 points at one spot. Then you hit a couple of the Mountain Dew money balls. And I guess that a lot of people like seeing higher scores, but at the, I actually prefer it with just the money balls, uh, traditional style shooting um, with regular basketballs. And, and, and it's going to lead to lower scores, but the best pound for pound shooter is going to win. Not who can hit a 35 foot four point shot. I want to see it also. I just want to see the best shooters win, and I don't like the money ball rack. Maybe that's me being an old school guy uh, against the millennial culture of freaking, you know, high scores or something. Maybe you can make that crazy parallel, afraid of change kind of guy. But I just liked it the old way, and and the OGs of the game. Now you're going to say someone gets 27. That's impressive. Not not really. They could just go off and hit a money ball rack. And, and the thing is, too, the best shooters are kind of out because if somebody gets hot from the money ball rack, you're not going to beat them. You know that that's that's all it really takes is just getting hot. So it nullifies the completion of the other racks. It only it basically takes away from the totality of the product and just adds to how how much momentum can you have when the money ball rack occurs and it minimalizes all the other stations of racks of three point shots. But I guess I'm being nerdy, but that's kind of the podcast uh, a little bit. Uh, so that that's kind of my that's my assertion on the three-point contest return it to the older rules it minimalizes everything it's kind of like having an 18 playoff you you want to you want to make the rest of the racks important just like the rest of the games also the three-point contest one of the best events I do like how the final three go um, I, I don't, I, yeah, one versus one, like if they were both shooting on opposite ends, I liked that everybody shot on the same end and the three point contest though, you had Buddy Heald, Devin Booker. It, it was, it was actually still unbelievable to see these guys shoot. And the best ones did win Buddy beating Devin Booker came down to a final shot. Uh, actually fantastic. David Bertans, Duncan Robinson, uh, you know, even Zach Levine showed out at home in Chicago. It was great. But again, there, the atmosphere was good for the fans. But but again, the big league guys, you know, like your LeBrons is everybody there. They, they, they you know, it's almost like you go to a football game at one o'clock. 
but then it's like you want to get you want to get wasted later on in the day so it's like you go to a 12 o'clock football game but then you're like okay at three I'm gonna go home I might leave the game a quarter early just to get back so I can pregame for my five o'clock party I could pregame for a five o'clock day drink and then at eight o'clock you know I'm gonna then have it have a huge night out you know it's hard to enjoy a football game say you're going to a four o'clock football game but say you're going to go out on the college town all night you know you're going to a Georgia you know Southern Miss game or you're going to Georgia Austin P and you know Georgia's up 41 to nothing and then you're like oh okay I'm leaving this game and it's all about tonight it's all about drinking it's all about chasing chicks it's it's all that's all what it's about and that's what the NBA All-Star Saturday night is it's 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 all just kind of a kid show it's cocktail hour you know it's the guys that that don't really go out you know it's all the young guys that are there and the OGs are at the cigar lounge and the OGs are not there at all you know the guys that have been there and it's almost not even cool to show up it's a school dance you know the coolest guys are are, you know, the seniors are not showing up to the school dance. It's the freshmen, you know, that are showing up with their parents to the school dance, you know, getting out at 930 and your Tim Riggins of the world and, and all the other guys are, uh, you know, your your Tim Riggins and all your seniors, even Saracen, they're going to the big house party at 11 o'clock. You know, it's got to be prime time. It's got to be the biggest show in town. You got to get all the NBA guys there with popcorn, all the NBA guys going hype because the people, even the celebrities like Chance the Rapper, even all the celebrities that are there made it fun. Shaq uh, still being there with all the kids, uh, but Chance made it fun. Uh, Taco Fall being in attendance was absolutely awesome. So, you know, uh, and I'll admit, guys, the three-point contest was fine, right? A little Going back to the old way would be fine. I give credit to the NBA for instead they had that dumb thing with Jeremy Evans winning the contest where uh, that was a bad dunk contest when, like, Jeremy Evans would win it. But they had a thing where it was a fan vote and it was dumb and it was too much tech. So I liked how they got back to the, you know, original thought process with the judges. Um, but but it ended up that the judging system, you know, they had a Kobe tribute for Dwight, uh, which was nice. But the dunk was was not good. He still got 54. Pat Connaughton did a good dunk to start off the the dunk contest, you know, only got like an eight. And then it was just 50s on top of 50s, and it was great dunk after great dunk. So Derek Jones and Aaron Gordon, they put on a show. But I feel sick for Aaron Gordon because he lost in 2016. If Aaron Gordon wouldn't have lost to Zach Levine in the same heartbreaking kind of way, then I don't think people would have felt nearly as bad. But Aaron Gordon, too, he got like 550s, kind of deserved to win the contest. Again, had that alley-oop play where he cupped the ball, did an alley-oop from the baseline off a of Markel Fultz throwing it off the side of the backboard on attempt two. And I also love how there was no shot clock. All these guys executed their dunks like within the first two. It was an amazing dunk contest because there wasn't a guy missing a lot of dunk contests. There wasn't a huge variety in the, in the shot clock. You know, where you had to then rush your dunk and you have Chris Birdman Anderson like missing all these dunks and stuff, you know, 
and and you don't have a guy that's missing dunks, trying to go from the three throw line, miss dunks, have to get it in. You know, then he goes off for a two hand jam as the time expires, or he gets it. You know, on the fifth attempt, it was none of that stuff. So the dunk contest, the quality of Derek Jones, Derek Jones did it off the bat. He did off the backboard, over the top. He he jumped over a guy. Uh, he did off the backboard, jumped over a guy, off the window, a dinner served dunk between the legs, left-handed, was ridiculous, okay? Uh, Derek Jones was absolutely absurd in this dunk contest. Uh, he did a lot of between-the-legs dunks over people. Uh, taking the ball and 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 taking the ball and then jumping over guys' heads, he was a phenomenal. Uh, Aaron Gordon again. I talked about the 360 jam. Also jump jumping over Chance the Rapper. Uh, it's kind of even hard to remember some of the dunks. The 360 one where he just cups it one handed was just absolutely spectacular. Aaron Gordon was just absolutely absurd in this dunk contest. He he then took the ball went between the legs lefty. Aaron Gordon, one of the most talented dunkers in the history of the dunk contest. And and Derek Jones is really incredible as well. But the fact that Aaron Gordon didn't win, he brought out Taco Fall for all you guys who didn't see it. And yeah, he barely could. Yeah, he nudged Taco Fall. He didn't clear him completely, but he's 7'5", and he brought out Taco. And, and the fact that it, the judges were planning on, you know, having it be a tie, but Dwayne Wade, I don't know why the judges also decided that Dwayne Wade would be the guy to give the 10. Uh, Dwayne Wade should have been the guy giving the nines. So then you would have had the other guys all giving three tens and two nines. And D-Way would have been one of the other guys giving nines. Clearly, he just wanted his Miami Heat guy to win. He was not a fair judge. Uh, he was sticking up for his guy. So you got to have in the future, you got to have judges that are not loyal uh, to teammates. You got to have seven judges. I, I would up the judging process. I would also have it be so that, you know, each score is, is, is factored in. Um, I know this might take away from the judges and, and the fun of, you know, somebody being a crappy judge. But and most of the judges anyway, you didn't even know. I mean, Common I knew, um, Common the rapper. I, there was a Candace Parker who played uh, WNBA. She was there. Um, and then the Chadwick, the guy who plays Black Panther, was there. And then you had Scotty Pippen. But it wasn't like the judges were all that funny or all that outgoing of characters. Like I wasn't analyzing what Scotty was doing or what Chadwick or Candace Parker was doing. I was only analyzing kind of what Dwayne Wade was what was doing. Um, you know what? It was it was it, so basically these judges weren't even the greatest of personalities. I think it would be it would be much easier for these judges if it's. Uh, because then you you don't really see who gave you the score, so there's no peer pressure if it's anonymous and they just put up electronically the number, like like if it's a 50, uh, but somebody could put up a 7, so if it's 46, you don't know what judges are scoring what. You just know it's out of 50. You just know it's five people in a panel that are, that are doing this, that are doing this, this competition. What could be cool is this is my idea for the dunk contest next year. 
you have all four dunkers because Pat Connaughton was a very good dunker. These guys prepare four dunks. And Connaughton, I mean, in other years, he would be going to the finals. And he came up with the white man can't jump, you know, shirt, um, the Woody Harrelson shirt, Wesley Snipes movie. He came out with that that concept, and he used Giannis as a prop jump, jumped over Giannis Antetokounmpo, um, you know, and also put the ball on the backboard and jammed it. Pat Connaughton was a good dunker as well. He would have been fun. So, but it's just Aaron Gordon and Derek Jones are the elite of the elite. So I would have the guys all dunk four times, right? I'd have them dunk four times, accumulate a score. The top two scores then move and they do then do two dunks consecutively. They then do two dunks each, and then the judges will then pick out of seven. The judges will then have a four-three decision out of seven. Uh, and, and it will be, you know, they will then decide uh, from a majority decision the winner of the dunk contest once it's in the final, uh, once the final two. Then you go right to, then the scores go out the window. You go right to the judging system. And if it's five, it'll be a 3-2 majority. If it's seven, it's 4-3 majority. If they decide to even have more judges so that the scores are even more maybe, uh, what's it called? even more uh, fair, objective, if you have seven, because if you have five, it could add bias to the process. So when you look at at, 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 the, at this dunk contest, um, Connaughton, even Dwight, it would have been fun to see that everybody get four chances at a dunk, and then you take the top two, top two then do you know two dunks each, and then you crown a winner out of the top two. Everybody prepares six dunks. Uh, the thing should go off at like 1130 at night. That's when the dunk contest should begin. So or actually what you have is you have the, the shooting stars challenge at like nine o'clock. OK, you have, you have a great pregame show with Chuck and everybody shooting stars happens nine o'clock, uh, maybe nine o'clock to about nine thirty. Then at 940, you then have a musical act. You maybe have two musical acts. That maybe goes from 940 to like 10, 10, 10, 20. Then at 1020, maybe you just do the shooting stars challenge right at 1020. Or at 1020, then you have the skills challenge. It's a good skills challenge with more fadeaway jumpers, more passing through the hoops, like we talked about, more passing, more chest passes, a bounce pass involved. Um, everybody goes, uh, not two people against two people and it is all fun. Okay. You do that. By the way, Isaiah Thomas being drunk was the greatest part of the night. That was hilarious. Christian Ledlow was a little bit, um, to, to Isaiah Thomas. She was a little bit mean and condescending. Maybe she was just really frustrated or nervous since he wasn't paying attention, but still she was very condescending and Isaiah's a legend. Isaiah was so funny and I'm team Isaiah here. Uh, even though Christian Ledlow, you know, is probably in the right and and didn't drink and took it seriously. But you have to laugh. You have to just, you know, play it off a little bit more. Maybe she was acting like trying to act really contrived. But Isaiah Thomas, too, when he did that, that, that was one of the funniest things ever. When IT was was out there wilding out, uh, praising Patrick Beverly in Chicago, Chicago, Westside, Pat Biff, Pat Biff. I love that whole part 
with IT. I could have watched that uh, Isaiah Thomas. I could have watched the Isaiah Thomas reel of him just wasted. Uh, I, I wish he went right to the telecast and gave us some more gems. He was in his zone of all zones, and it, and it was absolutely electric. It was incredible. So now we're talking about a proposed plan. Again, have all the players there, and uh, the players aren't going to want to be there. They're going to want to drink privately and, and hang out privately. They're not going to want to be there, but being a part of the NBA, it would just be fun. It would add to the, to the mystique of the event. It would add to the environment. Uh, it would add to everything. If the NBA guys were all there in attendance, it would it would just add to the scene. It would add to uh, everything that goes on uh, with, with that. All right, and then and then again, so then at ten twenty, we have you know we we then have the the the, the challenge. Then we go right to like eleven o'clock, eleven o'clock to like eleven thirty. We then have three point competition. Uh, it gets really fun. Maybe then after three, we then have a great, great like uh, rap performance, like an Eminem or somebody that's just absolutely outstanding, like a like a Fifty Cent, a Jay Z, somebody like really just old school rap that just gets everybody juiced. Um, maybe actually after the skills competition, we have everybody get juiced. Uh, the you know that then we maybe have a three point maybe the three point before the rap concert is even better um like we were talking about and then at maybe midnight as the clock strikes midnight then we have just a star-studded field try to get guys that are super super athletic like Connaughton was good Dwight you know he tried to bring out the old Dwight but try to get guys that are really really good offer a ton of money to charity and and really get guys to really be super, super invested somehow in this dunk contest. Imagine if you had the Greek freak in the dunk contest. Imagine if you had the stars in the dunk contest. Then everybody's there hanging out. Everybody's having an unbelievable time. And, and the announcers, again, you don't just have Reggie and Kevin Harlan, who are both good, but you you got to have Charles. You got to have your crew all hands on deck because most of those guys, again, going out. So, again, that's the thing. The contest was really good, though, between Aaron Gordon and Derek Jones. Aaron Gordon got robbed. It was fun. It's for YouTube. You know, all the dunks have kind of been duplicated, a lot of them. Uh, you now see high school kids. The, every local town now has a dunk contest, so the mystique isn't as great as when, when it once, as when it used to be, as when it as as it once did. You know, that's what I was trying to say. But those are just my proposals uh, to get the dunk contest kind of back. Those are just kind of my thoughts on it. Instead of it, having it be a cocktail hour, a lame high school dance. Have it be the main event, the party, where everybody after, that's pretty much it, where the main event is everybody just going to this arena to just have an incredible time. Heck, these guys could be crashing, you know, drinking beers on the floor. You know, have it be that. You know, have it go off at midnight. You know, who cares if people are complaining online about how late it is? It's going to be lit. If it's going to be lit enough, people are going to love it. Okay, having it go on at 1030 at night so everybody could go to their parties. It's just a complete throwaway. It's not, you know, making it an epic, epic late night Saturday night. You want late night Saturday night to truly be late night Saturday night. 
So those are just my personal ideas for the dunk contest, something I care about, the three-point contest. But first of all, it was really good. Buddy Heald, Devin Booker, the guy stroking threes. Buddy with a winner over Devin Booker. Berton's out there dealing Levine. Uh, Trey Young. Trey Young didn't shoot as well as he would, as he, as he wish he would have. Devontae Graham. I mean, this was fun and a good week for Trey Young, who got to go into all these competitions. So fun. And the dunk contest, even though it ended in controversy, Derek Jones, still a phenomenal dunker, still a worthy champion. It's just that Aaron Gordon, I wanted to see him win because he lost it the year before. So I wanted AG to win it, and AG had the best dunk of the night with that reverse. So AG is absolutely crazy. So, uh, guys, it was still it was still really good. And then, of course, this All Star game. So, so combined, one of the best All Star weekends in Chi Town, honoring Kobe Bryant. It was one of the great All Star weekends that we've had, maybe in the past like eight to ten years. It, it was a really good All Star week, and, and the dunk contest was great. I mean, I I texted people about that, and again, I had a friend say. You know, love the dunk contest. Haven't watched in a lot of years, but watched the replay of it, and it was actually really good. So I've heard that from a whole bunch of folks. Alrighty, guys. It was fun recording this. Had a lot of thoughts on it. Take care. Thanks for listening and watching. Thank you, guys. Take care, guys. Thank you. Peace out.